Welcome to Strength in the Numbers. My name is Andrew Codd, accountant, author, and commercial finance entrepreneur. And it's my job each week to bring you leaders in finance and business and deconstruct with them their real stories, insights, and hard-won lessons into practical advice on the key strengths and qualities you need to remain relevant in accounting and finance today, as well as the steps you can begin to take to elevate the impact you make to have a fun, successful, and rewarding career in accounting and finance. Now let's go over to the show. Hi everyone, and on today's show we have Jenny Oconquo, and I really enjoyed having Jenny on the show, because Jenny and myself used to work with each other many years ago, and in fact we actually used to sit next to each other, sharing our thoughts and having conversations about how we could make accounting and finance better. And it's been a long overdue catch up, and we hadn't caught up for a while, but it didn't seem like that. Once we got talking, it just felt like it was only yesterday. Well, that would be a little unfair because in between, Jenny has been making a ma- an amazing contribution to our profession and positively impacting the careers of many other accountants and finance professionals in between. The thing is, Jenny's achievements are too long to call out on this introduction. So I touched on some of them in the show and I also include the others on the show notes at SITN show slash podcast slash zero zero four and on this episode we go into depth into jenny's leadership role within bfan which she founded it stands for the black female accountants network whose purpose is to create career opportunities for female accountants of african and caribbean origins and we cover some of the really great initiatives that uh, they're experimenting and mentoring and, and empowering them in our profession improving our diversity our inclusion and we also get to talk about the positive impact it's making on the bottom line of the businesses they work in. For those interested perhaps in building a similar network, Jenny shares useful tips, ideas and other useful thoughts on how to go about founding, building and rapidly growing a support network of other accountants and finance professionals. We also get to talk about the benefits of being a consultant and her running her own business and how to get this to a level where you get the appropriate work-life balance. And a very inspiring and intriguing story as to how her passion for our profession led to her start to start writing some articles on LinkedIn. And then how that opened up so many new opportunities and rewarding experiences for her later in her career. Unsurprisingly, given her level of achievements, Jenny's already highly qualified, holding an MBA, CGMA, CPA, FPA and CMA designations. And... You can connect with Jenny on her LinkedIn page, Jenny Oconquo, or also learn more about her at her website, jennyoconquo.com. And also for those interested in finding out more, more about the BFAN Network, their social media handle is at BFAN Network. Their website is www.bfannetwork.com and their LinkedIn page is Black Female Accountants Network. Uh, links to all of these ways to connect with Jenny and her networks will be there in the show notes at sitnshow.com slash 004. So without further ado, let's go over to Jenny and the show. Jenny, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andy, and thank you very much for that very kind and generous introduction. It's so wonderful to have this opportunity to catch up with you again. I see this as a catch up and a great sort of reunion conversation with you as well as sharing you know the little that we know uh, to our audience really excited as, as uh, I am too Jenny you know in finance and accounting we have a lot of sort of time pressures on us 
and our audience is probably wondering like where do you get all the time and energy to contribute so much inside and outside the workplace i mean how do you do it all so I would say that I guess I've uh, been blessed with the flexibility that consulting has given me, independent consulting. And the main reason that I went down that route was really to achieve some semblance of work-life balance. I think in the early part of your career, it's certainly good to be working in a a corporate environment, it's important that you build that foundation of your finance and accounting expertise, get that root and branch experience. That gives you a platform then to go out if you choose to and basically work for clients, which means you can choose your hours more, you can choose the projects that you uh, want to work on. And so that's really how I guess I've managed to get involved in some other projects because I think when you become a consultant you don't have a big job title you know you don't necessarily have that sort of big status or big prestige you know you come into a client and you're a doer you know you're there to solve problems and so it's finding those other avenues to make a difference and so the article writing the volunteering both professionally and also personally with some of the charity things I've been involved in has really been ways to make a difference and give back. Canada is very much an environment where the culture here is about giving back, making a difference, volunteering. As, as I mentioned to you before, Andy, the school kids here to graduate from high school, they have to demonstrate 40 hours of community volunteering. So that very much is in the fabric uh, of the environment here. So I think coming here as an adult, I certainly really embraced that side of uh, Canada's culture because it, it fits my personality. It's within my comfort zone to help other people uh, share whatever I can uh, to see other people succeed. And that's really why I do it. It's also a way to act as a role model as well to my own community. Trying to think finance and accounting professionals out there sort of looking to to do sort of similar types of volunteering. Like, I mean, how do you get into into volunteering in the first place? I mean, sort of what steps could someone maybe looking to get into it actually go through? So that's a great question. And it's funny because I had this same discussion with uh, one of my very, very good friends who started out, funnily enough, as a networking contact. I met her through networking and she's become not just a great colleague, also a BFAN member, um, but also a trusted friend. And we were both having that conversation not so long ago. And really, it's about putting yourself in a position where you can be found. So what do I mean by that? So if you take LinkedIn, which is what now, I don't know, probably approaching half a billion people, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack. So, you know, one of the things that I would advise people is to start making yourself known and being able to be found is you can do something really simple and that's to write an article. Now, you know, it seems very inconsequential. However, remember, if you're on LinkedIn, you know, you must have already a certain following. Even if it's only a few hundred people, you know, you're going to have, you know, X number of connections. So you start to build relationships with those connections. Well, how do you do that? Everyone spread, you know, all over the world. It's an online platform. So the easiest way to do it is to write something. And people always say to me, oh, Jenny, write about what? What am I going to write about? I can't write. So the advice I always give to people is, 
write about what you know. So when I started writing, which was probably about seven years ago, I was in the same exact situation. My goodness, I don't know if I can write. What am I going to write about? All that. And what I did was I thought, okay, what is what is really, what is my passion? Because I think that's the first thing. From a professional angle, because LinkedIn is a professional platform, what is my passion? And my passion is business partnering decision support, working with the business. That's my passion. I started writing about those things. Now, as a result of that, I met somebody online. He was the uh, former director of the SPNA practice at one of the associations where I volunteer every year. I go to the US and I do some pro bono work on their certification. And I thought, you know what? This guy had a newsletter. Let me just ask him if... Uh, he'd be willing for me to submit an article and I was quite nervous I had only just started writing and I asked this guy he said yeah yes sure submit something so I wrote this article and it was just about budgeting and forecasting very straightforward article sent it over to him and then literally sitting there thinking my gosh he's going to send it back with you know edits strike throughs you know really nervous and he came back and said he didn't make one edit he said Jenny this is great it's going to go in our next FBNA newsletter so that was a breakthrough moment and then what happened as a result of me doing that was when that same organization based out in the u.s decided to launch an spna certification program they reached out to their distribution list of all the people they knew and who are those people people who had contributed articles you know people I guess through their own networks or maybe a member of that association in some way so there was this discrete list that they went to first off and so I got that invitation and was asked you know would you be willing to contribute to your time as a subject matter expert to the SPNA certification that we are planning to launch and not just during the development cycle but also post-launch, because the way these things work is when you have a certification, you have to keep refreshing the bank of questions, refreshing the bank of content. So they are always going to need authors to come back. And I just jumped at the chance. And so I have now been involved with this organization now for five years. I literally just got back from Minnesota uh, a couple of months ago uh, again. I was out there to help with refreshing the bank of questions, authoring content, reviewing items, you know, doing form review. And I love it because, you know, SPNA is my absolute core competence. It's my passion in a professional sense. And so that ability and opportunity to give back to students, other finance and accounting professions through the sharing of that knowledge and thought leadership is, is just huge for me. Yeah. So that's really, I would say, how, you know, how I would suggest people look to get into it. Like, you know, start, start off writing about what you know. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry about whether you think it's a great article, not a great article. Now, there are techniques you can use to check, like do peer review. Find somebody who you trust, you would respect their opinion, get them to hear of you guys i just wrote this what do you think and be and be receptive to the feedback you know embrace the feedback because if it's someone who you maybe have worked with or you trust their opinion and their judgment and you respect their view 
their, their feedback will be constructive. So you use that and you build on it to, to keep improving. Very good advice, actually, Jenny. I'm, I'm trying to think in terms of my own journey, fairly similar. You, know, you, you start writing articles, you get some very good feedback. You, you don't know who you're going to meet or connect with along the way. But, but sometimes that the content of those articles actually connects with people and they give you encouragement to go and do other things or go off in directions you might never have expected. I mean, you know, following my writing, then people said, oh, you should write a book. So I wrote a book and, you know, got onto a bestseller list. Then you sort of think, oh, well, have you considered doing a podcast? And I said, well, if I did one, would who would listen? And it was like, when I sort of put the word out there, it's like, oh, we'd do that and we'd support you. We'd come on the show. We'd, we'd, we'd help you make it a success. And, you know, it comes back to where are you starting from? If if you come in with an open, open mind and, and completely transparent, like you want to help. I mean, the purpose of this podcast is to help people in accounting and finance have sort of fun, rewarding, meaningful and successful careers in our profession. So that's why we've got thought leaders like yourself on Jenny who, who can help provide such advice about giving back. But actually, there's a lot of fun in that. And, you know, I, I guess you must, you know, you have so many sort of leadership positions at the moment. Sort of which one would be exciting you most about, about what you've um, got going on at the moment? Sure. So first of all, Andy, I must congratulate you on the phenomenal success that you've had. It makes me very proud, actually, um, at a personal level, because, again, you know, you're a former colleague and and quite frankly a friend as well so um you know because the, the nature of the conversations we had about life you know as well as, uh, uh, about as well as the work um you know i certainly learned a lot from our working relationships and, and i thank you for that and i thank you for making that time so you know congratulations i, th- I think that's huge um you know i'm certainly feel very you know honored and privileged to be within your your professional circle because Here's the other thing, you know, to to kind of move forward, what I always say to people is align yourself with other successful people because success breeds success. So, you know, choose, you know, choose your networks carefully, choose your circles carefully, you know, align yourself with other people who want to move forward because that is encouragement for you. You know, it's like what they say, isn't it? You know, if you want to get fit... You would, you ideally choose a gym buddy who's even fitter Definitely. than you because it gives you something to oh, you know, so it gives you something to work towards, yeah. right? Yeah. And I guess uh, an interesting question about favourites. It's funny because they each role does different mm. things. So if I'm doing DECA judging, DECA judging is with predominantly high school, you know, grade twelve, the ones grade eleven, grade twelve, the ones that are sort of getting ready to go to university or college. And I also uh, do it at the university level. So, you know, that's a very different environment and a different space to say when I'm working with uh, professionals. So professionals already in the workplace. So I guess each role does different things. And you're learning from each of those different experiences because each of those give you a very different experience. So, you know, when I'm judging high school students and I'm thinking, my goodness, me you guys need to come into the workplace because <laughs> you guys are better than some yeah. of the people who've been working out there for years and they'd have a lot to learn from you so it, it's funny how you can just 
be exposed to such incredible creativity, innovation, professionalism for really individuals that are still quite young and are still in their formative years. And you learn from that. You know, you learn things. I, you know, when I was judging, I, I remember talking to one of uh, the uh, students about some apps, which I'd never heard of. And they're like, oh, yeah, this can do this and this can do that. And that was great because there's probably no other way I would have got that knowledge. And so e each one of those things has a different offering. So it's really hard to talk about favorites. I think just in general, it's a passion. I would say what's probably, what I'm probably involved in right now the most is probably still my work with the organization that runs the FPNA certification and then also setting up BFAN because BFAN is only a year old. So we are still very much defining our proposition defining our model, defining what spaces we want to work in. And, and, you know, that's really exciting. You know, we have certain initiatives now that we're looking to put in place for 2018 around mentoring, job search, interviewing skills, article writing. You know, we, we have a lot going on and it, it's fascinating as well to see some of the breakthrough moments that we've had. So, for instance, just in our very short time of existence, which is just over a year, some ladies have written phenomenal articles they've never written before and they've got great feedback on their articles and you know just to see people transform is i can't tell you Andy, it's such a it's such an amazing thing to see you know that people think my goodness you know i wrote something and people liked it and then some of the ladies now are getting involved in becoming mentors for cpa canada again ladies have stood up at the beginning of the meeting and said you know what I've never volunteered never thought of volunteering but someone asked me someone reached out to me on LinkedIn and said would you be my mentor and that's that's really these are the breakthrough moments that wouldn't necessarily have emerged or crystallized without the existence of BFAN and that that is very kind of heartwarming to all of us that are involved. I, I was really excited for you know another reason for bringing you on and it was, I actually was curious to find out more about BFAN because I, the, the way I understood it was it's it's a great initiative. I think there's there's a perception certainly when in accounting and finance that we're very traditional and a lot of our, I suppose, historical background has been very English speaking and that just doesn't really feel representative of where business is going nowadays. And I, I sort of feel, I look around the offices when I said, like, really, are we representative of the the true sort of customer base, the people we're actually looking to serve, our organizations are looking to serve? And that's why it was exciting getting you on, because I think the, the work you're doing with BFAN and some of those initial breakthroughs you're talking to make me feel really excited about the future. And this, this podcast is about diversity. It's about bringing people on from all parts of the world. So they have a platform to share their experiences because I'm a fundamental believer that we have the answers within our profession for us to be successful, no matter how disruptive all the digital changes and and the work practices are changing around us. I think we have enough ability and skills that we can learn together to to have a very prosperous, rewarding and successful future in our profession. So uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to sort of hear more about BFAN in particular. How is it going, I suppose? And also, you know, where do you see it going in the next 12 months? 
thank you, Andy. So, yeah, it's it's funny that uh, you mentioned about looking at numbers and talking about diversity. The Canadian chapter of SEMA, Chartered Institute of Management Accountants, which both you and I are members of, they are a phenomenal organization and they hold phenomenal annual conferences. And the annual conference they had in 2016 was actually all around diversity and inclusion. And what I learned from listening to one of their speakers who was the managing partner of talent human resources for Deloitte Canada, one of the things that she mentioned and what I learned from her was that McKinsey and some other researchers have actually reported and done some work in this area a few years back and the reports that they have done indicate that if you have gender diversity within an organization, the firm's productivity goes up by 15%. If you have ethnic diversity, that productivity in terms of the impact of the bottom line of that firm, it jumps to 35%. And so what that report was indicating through what the lady was telling us, what the speaker was telling us is that it's the diversity of thinking, it's the diversity of problem solving that comes when you have an inclusive workforce. Because at the end of the day, the beauty of finance and accounting is that it's a common language. Two plus two equals four, whether you're in Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, two plus two equals four. So we're blessed in, to have a profession where we have such a common language that a lot of these challenges we we are in a position for them to be overcome. And so that diversity piece is something that is gaining prominence, I think, all over the world, and particularly, I would say, in North America, because it's understanding that as the pattern of immigration changes, to embrace those attributes that these highly skilled professionals have when they come to make that immediate contribution. Because... At the end of the day, the way the immigration system works in Canada is, is if you come by a federal skilled worker, you know, you're very much coming with years of experience. And so you're in a position where you don't even have to be trained. It's not like someone has to start training you on how to become an accountant. You, of course, need to get the Canadian designation. However, your work experience is something that would be of immense value to a number of companies. And so in terms of BFAN, you know, what we are always trying to do is to help set our members up for success. And, you know, these things, the whole, the whole cycle of doing that is a process. So the first thing is we have to know each other. And that was how BFAN started because basically BFAN started by the fact that I had been in Canada for 10 years and I think I knew maybe one or two black female accountants. <laughs> I just thought to myself, this is, this is ridiculous. Because, you know, we're not, we're not huge in numbers, you know, in our workplaces. So you just don't come across, you know, you know there, there was no forum to actually come across ourselves. That, that, was, that was the main thing. There was a gap. And so BFAN, first and foremost, was about 
having a conversation, forming for, forming an area, having a collective forum to first of all at least get to know each other and be aware of other of each other's existence. Because I think you you can't you can't move until you've had a conversation. Communi- it starts okay. with communication. Oh, you know, oh, you're having this professional experience or, you know, you reflect on something. Oh, yeah, I, I also have that challenge. And, you know, here's how I dealt with it. You know, that's where it starts. If that forum isn't there, then you can't even get off first base. And then what we have now been doing is building on that. So the first thing was, OK, we need we need some critical mass. So we had our Goal 500 initiative. And that was a huge team effort. You know, the ladies were going out, referring, BFAN, this is what we're about. Here's the vision statement. Here's the mission statement. Here are our core values. Check us out on YouTube. You know, look at our videos. That tells you why we started, where we started, our nature and purpose. You know, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, our LinkedIn page. So it was really an awareness creation exercise. And then... We are faith-based. I believe that every time we've had a meeting, God has been in the room. Why do I say that? Because every time we have a meeting, Andy, there are new faces. And we, you know, we are volunteer self-funded. So it's not like we have external funding or any sponsorship. So, you know, there's not a huge budget for, you know, big adverts or big commercials or PR. Purely word of mouth. And the interesting thing is, it has been growing at an amazing Fantastic. rate. So we had the goal 500. Yeah, we had the goal 500, which was June 30th deadline. We made, we smashed that goal by around April oh, of, awesome. of, of this year. We, we'd, we'd already, we'd already, yeah, we'd already gone past it. And then I think the clincher was when we got a phone call from CPA Canada saying, we're going to be writing an article on ethno-cultural accounting associations and networks we'd like we'd like to invite you to feature and that was that was again another breakthrough moment for us i went back i spoke to the ladies and i said you know do we want to do this do we think we're ready to do it because i was a little (laughs) cautious because it's like okay we haven't even been around for a year what are we going to talk about in this article you know we haven't how much have we accomplished so you know there's always that little bit of caution with me and thankfully there are ladies in the group who are very encouraging and saying, Jenny, we, we've got to get out there. It was phenomenal exposure. That will help us no end. And, and, you know, I was so glad for their advice and encouragement. And so we got featured. The CPA Canada journalist actually phoned, phoned and asked to come to our next meeting. She said it would be helpful because she can really get the whole vibe and atmosphere of, of the, the meeting. And we said, absolutely, come on down. And we made sure we brought our A-game to that meeting. Well, we bring our A-game to every meeting. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, that was, and that was, you know, that was a really, really encouraging and positive experience because we have now gone from knocking on people's doors, you know, like door-to-door salesmen, come join us to people knocking out on our door now saying you know can we come in you know we you know we like the sound of what of what you're trying to do and so in terms of what you're saying about the outlook for the next 12 months and we have speakers coming in who are offering services 
in the things that we're looking at. So, for instance, we've just established a resume working committee. We've established a group mentoring committee. We already have a committee around ICANN 2017, although next year it'll be ICANN 2018. ICANN stands for Interactive Career Advice and Networking. And that's an initiative that we started this year where the groups of ladies go and visit various universities and colleges, predominantly focusing on student audiences of our demographic to basically encourage them, describe you know, the life of an accountant, what it's like to be an accountant, orientate them around the process to get their CPA designation. And it's also a recruitment arm for us as well, because our network goes all the way from CFO VPs all the way through to university and college students. And so we have a very wide ranging membership. So you may ask, why do we have such a wide-ranging wide membership? And so the reason is, is that we're looking to build a legacy. No one person has all the answers and no one person lives forever. So if we build a legacy and essentially build in succession planning, because as those young ladies come out of college, come out of university, come into the workplace, they in turn will can turn around and give back to future college and university students. So that's really the culture and the environment that we are looking to develop and instill. And so with that, of course, there are associated challenges because you have to segment the network and say, okay, well, this will be appealing to this group, this will be appealing to this group. So there are certain things where, you know, you can't adopt a one-size-fits-all approach and that challenge though is a very interesting challenge and a very interesting um, what's the word I'm looking for personal development and growth opportunity you know just in terms of embracing that diversity because the funny thing is we talk about diversity and the ladies <laughs> laugh and I say it's, it's funny because we are diverse yes yes we are we, we all come from black African, black Caribbean heritage, but we're still diverse in terms of, you know, who was born in Canada, who was educated in Canada, who was born outside of Canada, you know, length of work experience, university or college attended. You know, diversity means so much more than just skin color. And I think a lot of people forget mm -hmm. that. It means so much more. So you could be in what you think is a homogenous group, but then once you start working in the detail like I was explaining to you just now about the fact that we have people at different levels in their careers or still studying or maybe they're now CPA candidates you know that is a form of diversity so it's yeah we have some you know interesting interesting thoughts and ideas and plans that we are going to be working on in the next 12 months. Uh, look, it sounds like it's going to be a really exciting, interesting next 12 months. For there's any of our listeners who would be interested in sort of getting involved and finding about more, where's, where's the best place to go check BFAN out? Absolutely. So our social media, media handle is at BFAN Network, which is B-F-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. We also have our website, which is www dot bfan network spelt the same way dot wordpress dot com 
We also have our LinkedIn profile page, which is Black Female Accountants Network. Fantastic, Jenny. And I will put those links in the show notes as well for any of our audience that want to follow up. So Jenny, thanks for taking the time to explain all of that. Sounds a really exciting initiative. Sounds like it's growing really fast, faster than your expectations. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more and seeing some more of its successes into 2018 as well. So, So best of luck with where it's all going. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. And I'm just wondering, like, like I mean, diversity is key for our profession, but like, would there be any sort of any other values or qualities we should be looking for to develop in accounting and finance so we're better positioned to add more value in the future to our business partners? Yes, I think I think we have to embrace uncertainty. I think our profession, because of its pure nature, like what we were talking about before, two plus two equals four, I think we have to develop a mindset where we have to understand that sometimes two plus two might equal three and a half, or sometimes two plus two might might equal four and a half. So what do I mean by that? If you think about the way people are wanting to embrace other forms of data source. So I think in the past, we'd always been very comfortable with the fact that, you know, we would work with data that was just in-house. We had full control of it. However, with the world becoming so dynamic and so global now, we are in a, situ- we are in a situation where we do have to consider external data sources, which gives us a sense of discomfort as accountants because we haven't got that automatic reconciliation capability, right? Because anything we we get our hands on, we want to make sure that we can reconcile it back to a familiar, you know, familiar source. And so what I'm finding is, is that more and more we have to develop that capability to perhaps make some more qualitative and anecdotal type judgments just based on the mass of additional data sources that are out there. If you think of everything to do with uh, big data, the cloud, the internet. And so that I know is an area where there is still work for us to do in terms of just developing a more flexible mindset about, okay, here are, you know, here is what we understand because we've developed it in-house, we know where it's come from. However, if there are other influences that we see outside of our organization based on these data sources that are external to our organization, it's somehow developing a capability to perhaps take a little bit from that and, it, and, and overlay our internal information to just give a more global view. And, that, and that's something that we are still to embrace because I think the big challenge is understanding with big data, you know, what bits do you look at? There, there's mining tools out there, but it's it's so much and it's a lot of it is, is quite complex. It, it's understanding how to take the pieces that are pertinent to your organization. So that's really something I think we need to think about because the world is becoming more uncertain. And so we as accountants need to embrace that culture change of dealing with a certain amount of ambiguity and uncertainty. And, you know, the challenge with that is, of course, we've still got to maintain corporate governance. We've still got to maintain integrity over the numbers, make sure it passes the audit. So by no means is this an uh, an easy challenge. And yet it's something that I think we have to 
we have to focus on and work out how we do it. I draw great encouragement, Jenny, from how we've developed historically. You know, we've been through a number of industrial revolutions and we're still here. Now we just have all this complexity, the, the globalised nature of our businesses. And, and yeah, that's going to lead to a lot of ambiguity, I think. You know, sometimes when we expect things to add up, two plus two equal four, we're just going to have to get used to it, maybe failing a bit more than what we have been um, and learning from those failures so we can move on even stronger. And that's going to be quite challenging for our profession to grasp, I believe, because we're not really used to failing. We're used to being the accurate and the reliable ones. And I guess maybe maybe accept the fact that we're really, you know, when it comes to the things that we do very well, the governance, the integrity, the audits, I think we'll always do those things well. It's just if we are going to continue to remain relevant to our businesses, we're going to have to sort of stepping into these more uncertain areas with the extra ambiguity, with the extra volatility and complexity. And, you know, we've had the successes in the past of taking complex things like business models and and translating them into a common financial language. I'm sure we can figure this out. And I'm more and more encouraged as I do more of these podcasts uh, with great guests like yourself that we're taking steps in the right direction. So, you know, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic about it. And I hope I hope that provides encouragement to people as well as your words provide encouragement to people that, you know, we, we can do this. Otherwise, from a career perspective, you know, are we going to, to have a rewarding, meaningful, successful career? I, I don't know, unless we, we do embrace the uncertainty, as you say. I think you're absolutely right, Andy, and I totally agree, because here's the other side to this. There is a trend towards other disciplines, other professions starting to take on some of the traditional accounting duties and tasks that we perhaps used to be involved in at the start of our careers. So what do I mean by that? So more and more I'm seeing sales professionals, marketing professionals, human resources professionals who are actively going out and getting their MBAs, making sure that a significant element, component of those MBA programs contain finance and some accounting so that they can come back into their organizations and assume P&L responsibility, assume budget responsibility. So, you know, you'll remember when we started out, a lot of those things were very centralized to finance and accounting. Not these days. You have operations and business colleagues who are managing their own P&Ls, managing their own budgets, putting together their own forecasting, being equipped with their own financial training, not in the same depth of ours, of course, but enough to challenge the finance professional in a, in a finance accounting conversation, related conversation. So when you think about that, when you think about the way those roles are being transformed in the business based on this trend towards getting that training, we then need to be really clear as to what our position is and where we are going to end up. So to your point about having a successful and fulfilling finance and accounting career in the future, you know, that will look very different to how it did, you know, yesterday. You know, tomorrow it's going to look considerably different because of the way the business is changing, the way the business are taking on these types of responsibilities. The area of opportunity for us, as you rightly said, is to be able to 
work with that uncertainty, you know, work with the ambiguous data, help to overlay and, and, and get those, you know, business support decisions, you know, get that narrative from these external data sources, because that's where our value is going to come. Our value tomorrow as accountants won't come from the fact that we know how to put a budget together or that we know how to manage a P&L, because the business now is already doing that. They're doing that themselves. So it's for us to understand what our role tomorrow is going to look like and carve out those opportunities to make sure we get there. Actually, in my, in my mind, this is just us demonstrating true leadership. Like, and true leadership is about making yourself obsolete by helping those around you reach their potential or re- improving their potential or removing distractions to reach their potential. So by making ourselves obsolete, I'm not saying putting ourselves out of jobs. It's just forcing us to raise our game even more to figure out how to even add more value so that we can move to the next level and raise our game, raise our A game for instance so I think uh, I couldn't add actually any more to the list you gave in terms of how we we sort of need to take steps in this direction but but what I say is like maybe the overall theme there is making ourselves obsolete so we can raise our own games you know in terms of initial evidence of the business doing those activities themselves they seem to be doing them fine they don't need us to do them so why would we do something that someone else is already doing um, why not move into the higher value areas? And you gave some great ideas there, Jenny. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Exactly. And I think that the, the last point I would mention on that, like as a third dimension, is again, all the offshoring and the outsourcing. A lot of those traditional finance and accounting functions, again, are being globalized. They're being offshored. They're being put into shared service centers. So again, that's the third dimension of change and pressure on the on the accountant's role. I mean, we see all the time the articles about, hey, hang on, the robots are coming. You know, again, the whole thing with automation. So these three or four factors are all bearing down a downward pressure for the accountant's role to adapt, change and transform. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So, Jenny, just got to ask a couple, couple more questions. If you were sort of looking back at your your younger self, not saying that you're old in any way, but say your twenty year old self, or when you were just starting out at a career in accounting and finance, sort of what advice would you have given yourself? I think it's funny because the world has changed so much in in that time. So, if I was looking back now. But in the world that we are today, I would say to a 20-year-old right now, and I'm kind of doing that all the time through BFAN with the college and university students, is very much embrace social media in the right way, in a constructive way. Embrace it in a way to develop your personal brand. It's never too early to develop, to start developing your personal brand. So that that would be the advice I would give for 20-year-olds right now in today's digital age, Um, and you do that through the article writing, some thought leadership, commenting on other people's articles, giving an opinion. Maybe you've read something, write, write an opinion article about something that you've read, you know, overlay your own experiences to it. Those are the things that I think I would probably 
advise because here's the thing, it's no longer enough to be just an accountant. You have to be able to be a much more rounded person. Your communication skills have got to be top notch. Your report writing skills have got to be top notch. Your presentation, your public speaking skills, all of those things now are so prevalent in today's world because at the end of the day, you have to find things that make you a standout candidate. So if you have written, if you've spoken, if you've presented, if you have volunteered in a professional capacity, all of these things are opportunities for you to start building your career, building your platform, building your personal brand to become a standout candidate in today's very, very competitive marketplace because it's global now. It's, you know, you're not just competing with your classmates in your university or college, you know, someone from another part of the world has the credentials, they've got equal opportunity of getting that job. It, it, you know, it'll just be the case of them getting a visa. That's it. So that's probably what I would say. I find it very encouraging advice, Jenny, from, from a couple of perspectives. One, look, our accounting bodies and institutes are always going to give us solid groundings in the numbers. We're always going to have those strengths in the in the numbers. That will not go away. But the additional items you mentioned, such as presentation skills and making comments on social media or offering an opinion or building a personal brand, guess what? They're not inbuilt talents or abilities. They're all skills that can be learned. And it's just going to be learned by taking grasp of the opportunities you mentioned that are going to come your way but the fact is is actually taking a step to move out there and what's really exciting me is I mean I remember uh, learning about cultural stereotypes and some of us are a bit more reserved than others it's going to be interesting to see with the generation coming along are they going to continue with those cultural stereotypes being reserved are they going to engage are they going to step out there because it's the ones that engage and collaborate with others I, I believe are the ones that are going to be leading our profession in the future and again all you need to do is take the first step and you gave some fantastic steps there Jenny so so thanks again for sharing your thoughts you're welcome you're welcome Andy been it's been a long overdue catch up that we you know we should should do these more often it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you I think our audience has got tremendous value from the insights you've pr- provided to in, in effect build towards more rewarding and successful careers in finance and accounting. Um, if any of our listeners should wish to find out more about you or connect with you, where's the best place to find you at? So uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's my online Rolodex. So they're free to send me a connection invite. I would love to keep expanding my network and I'd be more than happy to connect with them. Excellent. And I will add those contact details on LinkedIn in the show notes as well, Jenny. So, look, uh, thanks again so much for investing time with us today. Look, you've been a great guest and your time and your thoughts have been very much appreciated. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you very much, Andy. It was an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed it. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to know more about our guests today, their bio, and follow up on the resources mentioned during the show, you can find all the relevant links and more at sitnshow.com. There you'll also be able to get access to earlier shows, read the latest blogs. There's also an opportunity to subscribe to our newsletter. 
which will give you heads up as to when the next show is coming out, latest events, news and anything that's going to be relevant to help you have a fun, rewarding and successful career in finance and accounting. And just before you go, we really appreciate your feedback. If there's something we can do better on the show, something that's not working or something you'd like to see, even a guest you'd like for us to invite onto the show, someone who you think might be able to benefit you more and also the rest of our community, please let me know. You can email me. I'm at andrew at sitnshow.com or feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Just drop me a message so I know how you found me and we can connect. And really, it's our community that will make the show. If we keep engaging and driving each other on, we'll keep on building our strength in the numbers. When all is said and done, if we can do the numbers better and finance better, we'll create more opportunities for ourselves, our friends, our families, our communities and our businesses. So until next time, have a good rest of the week. Take care and let's keep building our strength in the numbers.